spoiler alert. Oh, this is the only fucking podcast about the Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? This week on No Fucking ZD, we're talking about Hugh's roofing days being over, Salsicha for you, and the beginning of the end of Tony B. With our knees, we have a little trouble getting into the seat. It's an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD. Welcome to No Fucking ZD, episode 60. We heard that we were wanted. <laughs> that's, the, that's the theme of today's show. <laughs> we're back. We got some really good responses uh, last week when we decided to postpone. We did, yeah. Really, really yeah. Keep sending us shit on Twitter. It's, it's always fun. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, but we're back this week. We, we got our stuff together. Uh, Finally. Responsible, grown men. Um, Evan is, is about to be uh, 30 years old, everybody. So, yeah, tomorrow. Um, Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's probably scratching their heads. They're like, these guys aren't like 48. Like, <laughs> well, I am. Yeah, I'm a thousand. I'm a thousand years old. Um, so yeah, we are. Uh, we decided we're just rededicating ourselves right down the line. Uh, now that we're both old and uh, here we go. No yeah, fucking ZD. But since I'm turning 30, there are a couple of non-negotiable ground yes, rules that please. I'd like to cover first. Explain. Speak on that. Uh, we can't record the podcast past 7 30 p.m mm-hmm, i'm mm-hmm. trying to like now that i'm an old guy yeah i'm just trying to really like do everything i can to to stay old so i'm going to be getting up yep. at 4 30 a.m every day now yeah you walked in with a uh, candle in your hand and a nightcap on <laughs> and like a, just a long kind of nightgown which like, i thought was really strange like you wanted from... more milk <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly because it's very late here it's 4 42 yeah it's very i ate dinner three hours ago <laughs> so I'm, I'm like very disoriented right now yes um but yeah, so I'm excited about Marco Polo, though. Me too. It is, as you said last or a couple of weeks ago, it was uh, it, it is one of the better episodes of the of the of the season. It is. It definitely is. And maybe even one of the better of the show. I don't know. It's, it's, good. it's, it's up there. It's different because it, it deals with some things. It's like it's one of the only really good episodes that is like kind of about. It's like a bit of a bottle episode. Yeah. But it's like one of the better episodes. Yeah, definitely. Would you say it's also a McMuffin? Uh, It is a McMuffin, for sure. Um, It's one of my favorite McMuffins. (laughs) It's one of the most memorable McMuffins, even if it maybe not isn't the best McMuffin. I remember every every McMuffin I ever ate. (laughs) Uh, It is a good McMuffin. Yeah. But that's how I put it. Maybe maybe it's not like one of the best, best episodes. Like, I don't know. Is it top 10? I'm not sure. But it's like one of the most memorable ones. Like that that whole party, even though it's like 15 minutes long, like it feels like it's hours long and like you're there. And yeah, uh, they do a good job of moving between people and like i yeah i love that <laughs> i love that to, to get it going first of all uh Karata ruins the surprise yes that miserable fucking man <laughs> miserable fucking man because <laughs> yeah. he's a dickhead right and i can't tell if he knows he's ruining the surprise or if he's just like i don't care about that you know yeah i don't know if he's doing it spitefully or if it's just like yeah 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 and he truly doesn't get it 
it's maybe a little bit of everything. I I think it is like I think Carmelo's right that he is kind of a miserable man and misery loves company. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> that, okay, that, that's totally true. And but yeah, but then also he's just like he's just such a narcissist that he assumes that it would kind of be about him in some way, I guess. And uh, yeah, because he's getting old. Yeah. And, well, also, just, I mean, in the previous episode, everybody was dying on him, and he was like right. really miserable about that. Right. Right. So I guess again, he's a miserable fucking man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, and then he's just also so socially inept in some. I don't know what he's thinking here but <laughs> even even bobby's like dunya come yeah. on it's gonna ruin the surprise right. you know and like that's like the biggest source of mob tension right now <laughs> pretty much <laughs> between yeah. them is like junior ruining the surprise uh and uh speaking of of, of old people dying hugh DeAngelis has a has a quick uh uh the emergency at the beginning of the episode and, and comes he flirts with death but but survives was aj and, aj's playing drums yes not swatting flies no yeah he's moved I'm on su- i'm surprised they didn't have him you know fall while aj was in his room whacking off i thought that would have been a nice throwback to <laughs> that one shot of like the bed rocking back and forth <laughs> and an old man just falling by the window <laughs> yeah um, i mean that'll stop you stop you cold right, <laughs> right well right. Uh, who knows <laughs> Who knows? we don't really know what aj's into <laughs> we can't speak for our audience that's for sure that's right yeah you know. <laughs> uh aj is into uh we're both very excited that devin pillsbury is back this week though i know um, and yeah. this is the final episode with devin pillsbury well, i think that's maybe true <laughs> it might be true now. I, think it, I think it actually is true because bianca's next oh well no, she's maybe at the party later in the season when they're like charging five bucks for the cups and they beat that dude. Is that this season or is that next? That's this season. That's the end of she's season She's totally there. Fuck. Yeah, All right. right. Okay. Well, I don't know if she's totally there, but I'm, I'm pretty sure she is. That's it. I'm hanging up my spurs. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a cowboy themed episode, by the way. Like is that okay. after listening to that, that all that Jovi? Yeah. <laughs> we just listened to that song while we were setting up. Yep. And just then we listened apply. to like half of it again. The cowboys from New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Hair metal cowboys. I don't know who like came up with that but like yeah leather I, and lace i remember watching a, a behind the music about it though and then kind of <laughs> bragging about how like the record execs were like what are you guys doing you're from jersey you're not cowboys but they were like we're doing it anyway and now and we have fucking bon jovi yeah. and now he uh is best friends with robert Kraft somehow and is that patriots games all the time well that makes sense well actually well, that doesn't make sense because he's from jersey you think yeah. he'd be a jets fan you think you think the jovi he, house is a jets house i don't know he actually i think he owns some of the buffalo bills now or like has some stake in the buffalo bills if Why i'm not you want any stake in that team i don't know yeah well wings hey, <laughs> i don't know okay whatever i mean i look we're probably gonna get some flack for that one sure well, that's okay though um <laughs> through the bills um anyway so yeah i mean the the, the biggest thing in the episode is the party um yeah, yeah. it's his uh it's hugh's surprise party um which is not a surprise right well it gets they, ruined. Sh- they show up three hours early like fucking yeah. assholes but you know what that's such a that's like that they get all the details right of the of the long family party day yeah you know they exactly. really do like that's true it's just and it's mayhem for carmella you we yeah. don't see tony for a while Right, uh, at he the shows party. up at the end with the sausage, sausages around his neck. Yeah, um, but that is like any like Christmas Eve we've had at my house. It's like it's hours of my mom just freaking out, and then like my grandmother <laughs> showing up way too early with like bags of presents, and like when like we told her not to bring presents, not to come early, and she does both, of course. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, you can't tell these people what to do. No, no. But Th- these uh, old timers. Yeah, they just they nail those those little details, and um, um so yeah i mean it's the 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 drama there is whether or not tony is going to show up or whether or not carmela is going to allow that to happen um because mary mary d mary d'angelis mm-hmm. we, we've we've messed up her name millions of times in the past that's her name we've confirmed we've confirmed yeah which seems so wrong to me for some reason i don't know why i mary I, d i expected more of like a uh 
well, I guess Italian name, really, like a Carmela. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> uh, uh, well, a more a more rustico name, <laughs> like Mona Lisa DeAngelis. <laughs> Vinci DeAngelis, yeah. <laughs> Donatella DeAngelis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I wouldn't that have been feels so, better actually. Actually, but but actually, I think they got that right also because like um, first generation immigrants like generally got um, fairly American names. Right, that's true. Like like. Like my uh, my grandfather was was always telling like his name is John and mm. like his his brother's names are like Jack and stuff like that mm. um, and Chuck his parents' names are like are like Adolfo and yeah. Carlo and Giacomo sh- yeah Giacomo shit yeah. like that and then he was like yeah he was telling me he's like he's this old Italian guy he's telling me he's like all my Chinese friends did the same thing all my <laughs> friends were named Archie and Arthur and, <laughs> and and Eugene and shit like that everyone wanted their kids to sound American and then the next ones got like the super super like they went back Italian names yeah, yeah exactly yeah. like Carmela right. and shit like that that kind of I guess for me like my um like my grandparents on my mom's side came here in like the 50s and my mom mother Sorsha right <laughs> um, but then then my mom and her brothers got fairly American names mm-hmm. but then like my name is Brendan which is fairly Irish I guess and, and your sister's name is Sinead that's true which is, which is the most Irish, Irish name <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> potentially the most easily identifiable Irish name yes. other than Shillelagh <laughs> <laughs> which I believe they called her quite a bit uh, when she was younger it was probably on the short list I'm sure yeah, definitely <laughs> um, she has a shaved head and she rips up pictures of the Pope all the time um, that's just that's my sister I feel like that would be a good a good help Halloween costume is to like rip up a picture of the Pope like yeah. in front of people and not just not dressed as anything and be like they're like they're like what are you for Halloween just like Shh. that's it <laughs> get it just that sound <laughs> yeah um but also now that I'm, now that we're talking about it I mean I guess the Mary name sort of fits with uh with her story here in in, in the show in the episode that she's kind of embarrassed about this like you know uh, um I mean how do you how do you even put it I guess the she's embarrassed of Tony kind of being like this low-class Italian goomba. he's a yeah, goomba yeah. Or, yeah with like the typical name and he's not you know he's, he's no Russ Fregoli that's he's for no sure Russ, he's no Dr. Fregoli <laughs> yeah. well so what do you mean like why does it was that was uh I'm just the I'm, Virgin Mary embarrassed of her in-laws or something no I'm just thinking like it, it I guess her name kind of even just like fits with that uh oh that, you know, I like, see Mary and Hugh yeah that she's not Donatella D'Angelo she's Mary you know and then and, and and she seems to be sort of ashamed of of her um of that of that background of her heritage yeah. her Italian heritage yeah, yeah. well Russ Fergoli is first of all Fergoli is strawberry I want to say mm. yeah I think so maybe wait that means strawberry in Italian or you're saying that that he's just he reminds you a, of a strawberry he's a big strawberry he has that aura definitely no, sweet I, on the outside I, I mean I think that uh, Fergoli is actually Italian I see for I know that there's a strawberry liquor named Fregoli. That's true. That's so, true. Uh, well, that's Fregoli though. I think he's he's Fegoli because uh, AJ calls him something else early on. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, Mary has to correct him there. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He AJ always has has one like solid comment at yeah. the barbecue, and then they're just like. Robert Eiler, you're done. You're, Robert Eiler is wrapped. <laughs> he said no fucking ZD, and then he's just gone. Uh, yeah. Uh, once again, going back through the show, appreciating AJ more and more each episode. Yeah. I really have to say, um, he's a yeah, great source of comedy, and um, yeah, uh, always. Yeah, just and, and, and just just he makes he he makes sense to me more now. Well, they're That's milking all. his awkward years really well. I mean, yeah. just like you're talking about, like how they nailed the family gathering with like too many family members all at once. Yeah. Uh, yep. Tony, Uncle Al shows up in this you know pretending that he's going to help out yeah but he's like anybody want a cocktail yeah. and it's like 10 a.m <laughs> like and, and then fucking meadow shows up who's like mm-hmm. worse 
than ever, mm-hmm. like just in general. Yep. And uh, she's not being helpful. No, no. Making another dessert on top of an, uh, uh, on top of an already uh, made yeah. cake. Yeah. Now that I'm in a position where I'm like, I, I hire people sometimes, like mm. in my line of work, I'm I keep seeing people in real life and I'm like, I would fire you. Yeah, <laughs> I would totally fire Meadow. I'd be like, you should have touched base. You're fired. Infraction on the on the dessert. Yeah, just be like, I'm taking care of dessert. But meanwhile, Carmela's losing her mind. Yeah, I love that Artie is helping out with the food. I feel like there's a nice camaraderie between yep. him and and Carmela and uh, like. Artie is like sort of one of the wives in a way. Yes. Yeah. That's a great, great point. And I love actually. that. Yeah. yeah. Because he's like, he, I mean, he's a civilian first of all, but he like benefits from the life yeah. that everybody's living around him right. and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, Meadow's not helpful. Uh, uh, Tony B shows up and then he like leaves really quickly. He's like, take care of the twins. See ya. <laughs> yeah. That shot of him just waving goodbye. The way it just happened so fast is, is just is great. That fucking car. Did he get Feech's car? Is that what that is? Oh, I didn't even think about that because it looks, first of all, it's old. It's really old. It looks like the fucking Batmobile. Yeah. It's like a giant. It's like a Cadillac coupe uh, yeah. or something or a convertible. A coupe DeVille can't be a convertible. Or, yeah. Something, yeah. Convertible DeVille. Mm, that's a fucking something. cool car it's a boat i know like, i know imagine, imagine parking par- that <laughs> yeah parallel parking i was just gonna say <laughs> not an la car do we actually um did <laughs> not he... a new york car either no that's well, sure. actually, yeah true what am i saying <laughs> not a new york car at all um did yeah i guess that's a good point did he get the car or did he buy it with the uh like the twelve thousand dollars in cash that he found we don't because he's been he's been usually been driven around but now he's he's driving himself it seems that's true which i guess is symbolic in a way isn't it yeah yes <laughs> is um, um yeah who knows <laughs> yeah who knows but he's he's got the whole the whole thing down he's back yeah. to dress in this way i mean we saw that at the end yes of uh which one was it not in camelot uh sentimental education, sentimental education. Yeah. yeah he's like back right. to dressing a certain way he's not he doesn't look like the working man mm-hmm. massage man <laughs> he'll be uh he'll be back to doing some other things by the end of this episode too yeah um, big, oh i guess we should uh, for him yeah. i guess we should get there at some point not some point not yeah. yet We'll, we'll get there, guys. We can. Everyone's just slow down. All right? know, now that I'm old, yeah. I'm, I'm really just trying to savor every moment. <laughs> it, you know? it, that's like, what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's all about. Um, so, uh, so Tony eventually does show up, and um, you know, two, there's two, the two main dramas of the party is is him yeah. kind of being this, uh, uh, you know, this goomba, if you will, as you goomba, said, wayo, um, and uh, and uh, and then whether or not him and Carmela are going to uh, get back together. Well, you let's, know, let's back we'll, up because, yeah. like, we were the the the, sh- the episode starts where like. This is a nice bottle episode in that there's, you know, there are these themes that come up, these plot lines, and this is a quick plot line, the party. Mm-hmm. And there's this thing where uh, Mary DeAngelis is mm-hmm. trying to, clearly trying to manipulate Carmela into not inviting Tony. Yes. yes. And who knows why? Maybe it's because she wants Carmela to move on with her life and not be married to a mobster. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm sure that's definitely part of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think it also is the the Russ Figoli thing. I, I mean, I think she is you just think? kind of embarrassed about it. You know, because I was wondering about that at the end of the episode when Carmela flips out on Mary DeAngelis as they're as they're like <laughs> carrying you into the car, <laughs> shit faced. <laughs> he does a great wasted guy, by the way. Yep. Also, really good in um in uh, Boardwalk Empire, playing like the senile, crabby old man. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's yeah. amazing. He's like really terrifying in that one. He's like a, they yes. made him into like a gross old guy. Right. Yeah. Um. But 
he uh, I don't plan to be one I'm not one um, but uh, he, Evan is feeling his age today yeah, exactly um, he uh, I showered all by myself <laughs> I didn't slip or anything um, he uh, basically like he, he well he, he got wasted but anyway so so Carmela and Mary are going at it but she kind of flips out on Mary mm-hmm. and you can feel that push like the way that Carmela does that it's she's kind of moving in that direction of like defending Tony again, mm-hmm. which she wouldn't have done a few episodes ago, but you can see like she, that's sort of her moment. That's similar to the m- moment Tony has at the end of in Camelot. Yeah. He's like, see, uh, Mary J what the fuck? Jackie O <laughs> Jackie O not Mary J. It's like Jackie O thought it was over for there for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That moment where you can tell that he like wants to get his wife back. Uh, yeah. I think that that's a, a tipping point for me with Carmela. At least I, you, you start to see the kind of, she's moving back onto his side a little bit. Right. Yeah. Cause he showed up and he was a good guy and you know, it's, it feels comfortable again and you know, it's- and it's a relief for the audience. There are a few moments in the show it, throughout the run where we have these moments where like, like this whole season so far has had tons of tension because it's like Tony's not around, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it just feels weird like to the audience, to everybody, mm-hmm. um, to Tony and Carmela, especially as well as the children. Right. Um, but, there's also the that episode uh, way back season one or two where Tony gets the rash and he's yeah, like he, yeah. he, he's making like the office pool for the the for yeah, March Madness. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the Happy Wanderer. I Happy, think. Yeah. yeah. And so like like that that moment where he where the dude crashes his car in front of Satrials. Yes, yes. He's like still go tell him no speeding in the neighborhood. <laughs> and, and you can feel the whole audience and like everybody connected to the show being like, oh, thank God. Yeah, he's back. He's back. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and this is like one of those moments. And I feel like Carmela and Tony must be enjoying this. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I'm yeah. sure the children are, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it just feels good. It's uh, yeah, it, it feels good. Um just to kind of slip back into your old role, I guess, you know, yeah, and totally. And, uh, and just to be home again for one, the AV club, yeah, their, their write up of the show, they kind of went into a deep dive about Marco Polo and how it's kind of about like someone being lost in the water and kind of looking to be found, which I think is, uh, maybe kind of a good connection actually, you know, where they're both maybe feeling sort of like fishies out of water, if you will. <laughs> and, uh, uh, this is not my idea. I'm going to pass this right off in the AV club. If you guys don't like it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I think there's something, something to that. And just the show in general, it's, it's a lot of people who, um, kind of try to get away from their comfort zones and inevitably just need to come back, you know, cause it just feels nice. It that, feels nice to slip back onto your old couch. That's a really good point. You actually. know, it feels good to fart into that same cushion, even though you might complain about it after a while, you know? Oh yeah. I've been, um, been farting into this. This chair, this chair at Spaceman Sound for yeah. a good long time. 60 episodes now. Yeah, true. Wow. Um, but it's also just nice, like, uh, just as a viewer, I, I agree, you know, yeah. like, it's, it's, I love the, it's always nice, just like, I think that's why we watch TV is because, like, normally a complication happens every week, but by the end of it, everyone's back at Central Park or at, like, Monk's Diner or in Tony's backyard or whatever. It's like, oh, it's just really nice to have everybody there. You that's know? a good point. And it's, and it's an all hands on deck kind of episode, too. Yeah. 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 Like, like, like Artie's back. We got the whole family. Chrissy, Chrissy's mom shows up mm-hmm. and she's drinking the whole day. Yeah. And then they carry her out and she's <laughs> claiming she didn't have a drop. <laughs> but like, I love when, uh, uh, who is it that asks? Oh, it's Tony's mom. Tony yeah. Uncle Al's mom. When did you start drinking today? And then she goes probably right after you got up. 
<laughs> I love that. Yeah, they're they they have a problem together. <laughs> they, well, yes, they do. Chris's mom, especially though. Yeah, yeah. she she likes her chemistry set a little too much. Yeah, I wonder where the guy gets it. Yeah, it's just I. It's just always always cool to me to see though, because even Christopher is there and he has that one line, but like most of the time he's in the background. Most of the time it's him and Adrian in the background. Cousin Brian's there just hanging out, you know. There's... Father Phil. Mm-hmm. Father Phil Father is... Phil, yeah, Father, true. Father Phil is there like tonguing everybody's balls about Italian cuisine. I know. He's like, oh, an Italian allergic to Pomodori. Oh, <laughs> and like everyone's back in that comfort zone. Like Phil's back being mm-hmm. being an ass-kissing like food fetishist or yep. whatever the fuck Yeah, I know. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> like we got, we got the Rock whole... Hard. We got the whole shebang there. Yeah. Let's talk about Finn for a moment. Yes, okay, yeah. I love how Finn comes in and and he just looks at Carmela and he's like, do you have a towel? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. What a dick. I just, well, and, and Meadow's just like, I'll make you coffee in a second. And like at first I was like, oh, that's me. She's nice. She's offering uh, Carmela a coffee and then they cut and show Finn and it was like, oh yeah, that's such a like, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But he I, just like, I, I would be so fucking, I'd be helping. Don't you offer, you don't offer to help? I definitely would. You yeah. Don't help, like, I, you know, I mean, I guess if I look back, there's probably been some times that I haven't, especially around that age, because they're what, like 21 in this episode, roughly. Yeah. I, I but, go, I go in and out of the actually wanting to help and the, offering and like hoping to god no one asked me for anything yeah, but still now that we're old we get to just sit on the lazy boy and drink beer true that's while true. everyone else deals with everything <laughs> right true. unless we're cooking and then everybody's got to help exactly <laughs> do dishes please yeah um yeah it's he's they're both brats really um, Yeah, exactly and also the pda like that that the ice cube down her chest like out in the backyard like is i just, know it's hot it's well yeah she's it, looking great yep definitely but, but it's it's a family it's a grandfather's birthday i know but like that, again like i'm an older brother i have sisters who are a lot younger than me and uh like i've seen that too it's like why are they cuddling on the couch right now like get like don't do that like yeah. I, I feel like i was like always very adamant not to do that yeah with, yeah, with, yeah. with like my high school girlfriends me and too, one. Man. like pda in front of the family is just not uh not for me i mean do you remember i mean i think about it what like that that scene where uh devin and aj are making out uh watching the d'angelo video yes uh, and on and, the couch the, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it's the it's the famous Yadro episode, right? Um, yes, we have a maid two times a week. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> um, but uh, but like when when AJ has to do that standing up, I have an erection thing. Oh, like, God, yeah, I remember trying to like. I, trying to get something going before I had like any privacy, like around 16 or 17 years old. Oh, yeah. It's the worst thing in the world. It was like, it was like robbing a bank. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and it was just like, and you, as a, as a teenage boy, like, I think that you have it all planned out in your mind. You're like, okay, it's like, it's like, it's, it reminds me so much of the, the FBI trying to plant the, the bug in, in the Soprano household. <laughs> They're like, okay, here's the schedule. Here's when the maid is here. <laughs> Carmela has tennis on this afternoon. You, we can definitely, <laughs> I can definitely feel up your shirt Wednesday afternoon. There's no one around. <laughs> totally, you know what I mean? Totally. But like, but now Meadow and Finn, Phineas Fogg mm-hmm. are uh, <laughs> at that point where I guess they don't give a shit. Like I never reached that. But I never reached that. Yeah, not at all. And my parents were certainly never like that. Like I feel like they're just. <laughs> well, that's good. Just, that would have been traumatizing. I, I, I'm, I'm just talking about different different ages. You know what I mean? So oh, right. I'm okay, like yeah. I'm trying to separate them a little bit from like oh they're that age, but also I just think they're dicks. Sort of. Oh, definitely. Like, definitely. They, they show up and just shake up the party immediately. Yeah, just jumping in the pool while they're still cleaning up the backyard. Is is not the yeah not, not, not the nicest thing unhelpful um 
yeah, it's uh, it's too much. It's way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of amazing that actually AJ and Devin are the respectable ones at the party. <laughs> when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, That's really true. And yeah. also, Meadow and Finn don't play Marco Polo, do they? I think they do. I think they're there for that. Maybe not, Maybe. though. I think they are. I think when Carmela gets thrown in the pool, Meadow's there. It's like Meadow. Oh, right. It's, the, it, it's every. It's the whole family and Artie. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Which is so cute. I know. It is, actually. I just it's great having him there. And also, love, love, love the shot of him waking up the next day. And that little <laughs> montage of him just, like, piecing the night back together. Yeah, exactly. Because of, of just, of course, it's him, you know? Whoever tweeted us that, that, that picture, <laughs> it just made me so happy. Yep. And it made me go, fuck, I really want to. I'm excited to do this episode, you know? Someone also asked um, why Polly and Syl weren't there. And I guess they weren't, looking back. They weren't at the party um there were no mafiosos there really i guess it was just strictly family it's it's strictly blood family yeah it's carmela's side so i guess that makes sense and yeah so i mean there was there wasn't even bobby you know that's right yeah i think junior just would have been invited because they go back to the pyramids you know (laughs) whatever he says um so ultimately though the marco polo uh brings carmela and tony together and by together i mean sexually and um, poor thing was starved for it yeah (laughs) tony is so delusional he's very delusional he um and you know i mean kind of going off what you were saying earlier like the moments like there is there so there's that moment where carmela carmela defends tony to her mom and i think that's definitely one where carmela's thinking you're right like she's definitely thinking about getting back together with him or at least like feeling like she's back together with him a little bit so you think maybe but, it's one of those conversations where like mary's talking about one thing and carmela's talking about another and that's why they're kind of like not making sense with each other the one at the beginning or, or i'm not talking about when she's yelling at her mom later when, oh, oh when, never uh, mind yeah go ahead um, that's right but that's one moment but then also in uh, like just very typical soprano's way when uh when hugh is giving the speech about how mary's still like the prettiest woman at the dance or whatever he says there um, you know, there's that look Tony and Carmela give to each other when they're, you know, they're you can you can tell that they're kind of thinking about themselves, you know, yeah. and um, they're thinking about shacking up, doing it, yeah. yeah. But it's it's uh it's very Sopranos to me because it's, it's just so sentimental, really. All it takes is like this old guy to get up and talk about like all the years he spent together with this one woman, and then they look at each other and they're starting to feel it. Even and though she sucks too, like his yeah. wife is such a pain in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Hugh Hugh is is no fucking he's no Tom Brady, right? You know, <laughs> but like, but he, but she is just like the way that she fucking talks to him. I mean, yeah, I would scream, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, uh, it's really bad, right? But in that moment, he's all about it, and she's she's so beautiful. And then Tony's looking at Carmela and feeling the same way, even though their relationship is also, I mean, even more toxic, you know? Oh yeah, completely. But, but it's just funny. It's it just feels like such a David Chase moment where it really comes down to just this sentimentality, you know? It's it's listening to the shy lights in the car and, oh, and totally, feeling, you know, dude. and it's yeah. just getting nostalgic because that's that's all it really is. I mean, they're not. They have a lot of history together and, and the children and, and whatnot, but they're obviously not good for each other, you know, well, or Tony, they're perfect to- for each other. Tony's maybe. not good for anyone. Well, yeah, I think that's, that's the, the main, main thing. Point, I yeah. think Carmela like it, it. I think that this is where Carmela really, you know, this straightaway here where they get back together and then they start eating sushi together mm-hmm. is where she really becomes <laughs> like his super like she's more complicit than like ever before after she because she like she really played footsie with she like pushed away from the dock for a moment was like i'm doing it and then and then just swam right back you know what i mean right yeah and like she kind of gave it like a halfway shot yeah in a way you know i mean and i mean she tries because like there i mean we're saying all this stuff (laughs) about 
how they seem to have plans to get back together, etc. Mm-hmm. But like, there's still going to be plenty of distortion between them before they get back together. Like the stuff right. about the, the the attorneys and things like that. And right, uh, Tony frankly winds up handling this situation like a weird single guy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is funny that like they have this amazing night and it's very sentimental as you would say. Yeah. But like he can't follow through with it and he like leaves before she gets up and still leaves like a sh- the taste of shit in her mouth basically a little right. bit. Yeah. And 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 the 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 more important thing is that it's actually more like when they were married than ever right because they just he like shows up with the sausage they fuck you know and play marco polo or whatever i mean they had their family moment but like they do it and then he leaves like before she wakes up and you know it's it's he's not a changed man no yeah you, you know yeah, what exactly. i mean not at all he's showing her exactly who he is still you know yeah. right like almost right away and yet yeah she still makes the choice to get back with him um, eventually yeah for money and for comfort and for yeah nostalgia probably and can't bring your horse in here all kinds of reasons yeah <laughs> um let's i guess quickly wrap up the party with with uh the want to talk about the rust Fagoli gun i mean I, I feel like i guess we've sort of made the point but there's a uh... yeah i think that i i think that it it's the this whole uh kind of like not wanting to seem like riffraff italian thing mm-hmm. also definitely has to do with the mafioso stuff Mm-hmm. I think Definitely, that yeah. like there's no way Russ Fergoli working in the State Department doesn't know who Tony Soprano is. That's true. Yeah, and probably doesn't like him very much as a result. We have with good reason. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, and and not even just as an Italian thing. You right. know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah. like if like fucking, you know, anyone like <laughs> like if Wolf Blitzer was at the party, he'd be like, uh, you know, <laughs> like it, it doesn't like this guy is mad woke, you know, right, right. <laughs> he's definitely, <laughs> he's definitely woke. Yeah. He's definitely he's a woke old Italian guy yep, yep. and he's not like in the business. And I, I feel like as you get older, you're also not like less and less in the business of being friendly to people you don't like. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so like he was not really engaging in conversation with Tony. And Tony's like sort of trying and being kind of wacky and like maybe if Tony wasn't who he was, then Dr. Fergoli would be a little bit more into it. A little bit, but but well, but like knowing who he is, I think it kind of just like bounces off of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel like I don't know. Do, do you think that the gun thing has more significance than just that it was an opportunity for someone to shit on Tony? Well, no, I guess not. But that was uh, I mean, I mean, it's a gun. Yeah, not There's a gun in the logo of the show. I don't know if you picked that up. <laughs> There's actually it's a different type of gun. It is. But still a but, gun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, firearm. Uh, it's a Second Amendment show. Um, but, uh, yeah, Here we I mean, go. Here we go. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I just think it's mostly just, yeah, it's a way for him to shit on Tony and, uh, you know, talk about like the that they don't export the real ones. You know, it's not like a, he's being such a gatekeeper. You uh, know, he's being a gatekeeper, but also yeah. they, the finest pieces they don't export. Like, yeah. I don't know the, uh, you know, well, who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's a little, little like authenticity thing happening there with yeah. like, you know, you think you're Italian, but fuck you. Oh, you yeah, know totally, what I mean? Totally. Like, and, um, I mean, the show also just loves making fun of those types of people. It's like the people yeah. and uh, the guy who had to be the big man sitting there. Oh, like, the NPR was, tote bag. Exactly. Totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, and, um, absolutely. Yeah. The, 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 the ladies that I see at the, uh, 
at the market who ask the gentleman behind the counter for hummus, You're right. even though it's clear they're from <laughs> oh, like God. Connecticut or something. It's like, just stop it. Stop it. Just don't try. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's just, it's a fun, funny little joke. It's funny that of course he's allergic to tomatoes because you know, that's, it's maybe a little too on the nose as a joke, but like that this guy's just, he's too highbrow for, for just regular, you know, gravy. If you will. Sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's a really good point, you know, because tomatoes like they're part of cuisine, but like in, in Italy, but not like here. Right. Not like Italian American food. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, it, like marinara is a thing, but they're not dunking everything in it. We've taken it a little too far here. Yeah, <laughs> when, it's, when it comes on the side of cheesy or it comes on the side of cheesy bread from Domino's, <laughs> that's when you know. Oh, dude. I, d- d- you know what I also loved as a detail? Finn's only reasonable line in this whole episode is when when he when when uh, Hugh DeAngelis unwraps the package and Finn's like Stratocaster. <laughs> Imagine if Tony gave you a Stratocaster. God. For those of you you don't know what a Stratocaster is it's like an electric guitar and it's like it's totally like the surf rock electric guitar yeah like it's, it's like the kind of guitar that Jimi Hendrix played and yep. like the Beach Boys played and stuff it's very iconic but I was just the idea of Tony giving it's a Stratocaster <laughs> <laughs> you play it Finn thinks he's funny at least <laughs> yeah. yeah he tries he tries yeah, totally um all right well um let's take a little break go to the uh the little boys room and uh come back and talk yeah. uh we can talk a little more about the party if there's anything else there but uh tony b makes some big moves uh angie Bobbitt-Sero returns i love her and um, fixing the shot of iran's car yeah. <laughs> and uh a little carmine and there's some new york jersey stuff we should talk about when we get back and, love and beyond coming and there you go yeah uh all right we'll be right back No fucking ZD is brought to you by. Oh, you freeloaders for coming. Welcome back to Co Fucking Fife. Uh, <laughs> uh, are we too late on that? Who knows? Time yeah. is moving at a strange pace these days. It's really odd, isn't it? Like I had, to, it took me like a half hour to figure out what the fuck that was. <laughs> well, I saw everyone going nuts about it on Twitter, <laughs> but then by the time New, the New York Times wrote about it, I was like, oh, yeah, it was it was nice to laugh at something. <laughs> it's good, it's, it feels good to laugh again, you know. <laughs> uh, all right, well, welcome back to No Fucking ZD. Um, so um, the New York Jersey mob war slowly simmering still on the background here yeah um, I, I don't know if i'd call it a war not yet well yeah so uh i mean but uh, yeah but it's certainly the groundwork of what will become an all-out mm-hmm. war in like three and a half years right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um we start off with little carmine little carmine, Lil carmine. Um, <laughs> giving some uh, <laughs> he's gonna drop his mixtape <laughs> giving some uh washer dryer sets to his buddies which is like so funny because like he <laughs> just the way he describes it and he the, the way he's like top of the line yeah he talks about his wife being head over heels <laughs> you know it's just like wow great but like it's it's so it's such perfect like bougie like it reminds me of Jojo when she's like mm-hmm. she's like I need a new car you know and like 
Or she's like, I hope it's the brown. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Will Carmine himself is kind of one of the mob wives in some ways, isn't he? It's just funny that yeah. like, that's, I love that he gives that as a gift. Yeah. Well, and they sort of consider him that way in a lot of, because he was like, there's a little nepotism there, mm-hmm. you know, and like, but like the, as, uh, certainly like Polly and people like that sort of consider him like, yeah, not not the genuine article yeah a second class least. mobster basically yeah that's a, a good lesser point. mobster if if we will a, le- a lesser, <laughs> He's a uh, lesser yeah. mobster with a lesser mobster this would not be the case um so his boat sinks i guess we don't know for sure that it is related to johnny sack but we can pretty much infer that he must have probably done it right yes um yes we can and this kind of prompts even though uh even though rusty says um that it's not the boat it's not the boat it's rainy caluso right but this kind of sets off well uh, carmine's pissed and wants wants some blood he and, wants some uh, blood and and uh and and lorraine caluso that is an that is an iffy one you know mm-hmm. she, i mean she's a woman first of all but she was like in she was in it mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. like uh, no, as they say, no one's in it who doesn't know the consequences, right? Well, um, yeah, right. Or the potential consequences. Can't do the crime. Can't do the time. Can't do the time. Can't nope. do the time. I can't do the crime. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do the crime either. Um, so, so then we don't have to worry about time. Um, but like, it's it's interesting because I think Rusty is more ready for blood than anyone. Mm-hmm. But uh, I love that they meet at the Four Seasons. It's like so classy yep. and fancy. The Four Seasons recently closed, I think, last year. Oh, okay. Or I didn't the year know that. before. But like, that's the restaurant that they meet at with like the, the pond in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it's it's ironic because he's Frankie Valley. Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I love how they play with that. I mean, I'd, I, really I'd, I'd love to know how he made his way onto the show like did someone reach out or did david chase like was yeah. he like this is going to be hilarious like we'll have to look into it i don't know gonna use him you know <laughs> for a kind of a major role actually yeah you know yeah it's like know. it's like if michael jordan like made a cameo but he wasn't playing michael jordan but like <laughs> but like someone mentioned michael jordan at some other time <laughs> yeah in yeah the series you yeah know? true true so it's pretty interesting maybe he's friends with uh stevie van zandt somehow and got in that way that would make sense who knows yeah um got it yeah <laughs> got his foot in the door got his foot in the door into yeah. the sopranos world um so but this will uh this will bring tony b back into the fold in a big way uh we also get a heavy dose of phil in this episode and uh um, that's true just uh really riding angie bump and sarah who doesn't deserve any of this no she doesn't <laughs> and she's just trying to put her kids through college and so she's in business with pussy's brother other, right yes is that who's there with the body shop yeah he's 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 really he's really solid like it's really interesting seeing those two how they've been operating mm-hmm. and we find out that she reached out to tony to run the body shop yep and um and I, it's like they're clearly have they've, they've had a lot of trouble in their life you know they but have, they've like yeah. gotten it together it's kind of nice to see that they teamed up and that they're keeping it going and stuff like that and yeah yeah apparently the the bob and Sierra kids are back in college which is nice yes or never left or something but she's well, like she's putting her kids through school right but wouldn't they weren't they going to college around the time pussy died like so is, is this of, kid just still <laughs> one having of a hard was. time or <laughs> yeah well maybe she's helping to pay off the student loans or yeah, something okay. i mean yeah. who knows yeah yeah i think but, there were younger kids involved too but uh yeah, we've we we never seen the show. The only met one of them. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> um, it is good to see that. Yeah, she's 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 got her feet on the ground at least. Um, but again, uh, just the Tony's just this black hole, <laughs> and and once you're in business with them, you're kind of in business with them for life. And uh, that's true. Yeah, and Pussy made that decision for her. Yeah, we also, I guess, get as close as we're gonna get. It's 
for uh, as far as uh, confirmation goes about whether or not they know what happened to to pussy right because phil comes in and says i was away when all that shit went down with your brother and and pussy's brother's just like we don't talk about that they both kind of look a little sullen and uh is it safe to assume that angie has a pretty good idea that pussy's dead i'm kind of i'm ambivalent about that because like it's totally possible like there's clearly a darkness there yeah but at the same time like maybe they may you know maybe Phil knows. Phil probably knows. Yeah. Or do you, I mean, do you think they let it out like to the other New York family, the other families? Like I would feel like Tony would be kind of conscious of that, of his crew catching a bad rat and that there's not, uh, you know, with them thinking that there was a rat in his, oh, in his yeah. camp. That's a good point. Actually, so maybe they think that who knows what they all think actually, like would they really openly be like, Oh yeah, by the way, like we had a rat in our crew. We had to off him. Yeah. You know, or, yeah, I don't know. It's tough to say. I mean, because like or is it that they know but they don't know? Like, like pussy right. says. Probably. You know? I mean, I, I would assume that if you're just in that world, you could put the pieces together. Yeah. But then again, I mean, no indictments ever came of it. There That's no, true. Uh, that they know of. No indictments came directly from him being a rat. Right. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's different because it's not like when they killed Jimmy and actually like left him and did the classic leave his body with a rat stuff in his mouth for uh, as like a message murder. You know, no, exactly. He just like they really disappeared puss. Yeah, um, I feel like Phil. Yeah, probably knows, but he doesn't really know, you know, um, and it might be the same thing with with the, the other guys. But yeah, like I feel like I mean, uh I feel like Angie's probably just terrified, like just in general. Yeah. You know, like she doesn't, she doesn't know what to do. My, I, I feel like she wouldn't have known about the FBI stuff unless like they left that microphone pack in his cigar box when they took him to the boat. And then she later discovered that. Um, but That's she, a good point. I would assume thinks he's dead at this point and probably has an yeah. idea that, that Tony at least knows what happened. Maybe she doesn't really want to believe that Tony did it himself, but like she's yeah. She's you're right. She's probably just scared all the time. Well, it's <laughs> interesting because like she used to like ask him for money and stuff like that. And I feel like if mm. she I mean, either way, it's like I would be scared to ask for money from him if I thought that he killed my husband or if my husband went into the program. Yeah, which is clearly a no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, true. True. I don't know. Yeah. I always also thought that um, they kind of agreed on the body shop thing in that season three episode where you know, Carmela saw her in the, uh, the grocery store. And then Tony goes and like smashes the car with the bat. Right. Cause I, for some reason I, I, I assume that that was like an extension of that conversation. Like, listen, I can't give you money, but all right, fine. Like you can take over the body shop. Right. Right. And, right, and right. Tony's is, is Tony making money off the body shop? Well, he mentions that it's one of Tony B's stops. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So it must, so they're so, clearly getting payola from that. Yeah. Um, but, I think so. I think that he has the power to like put the right people in. Yeah. You know, and like who, I mean, we never met pussy's brother. Who knows if that was the case. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when pussy was around. Yeah. But, um, it, it's just, it's nice to see them together doing stuff and like doing their best to like make it work. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it's, but it's yeah. one of the differences between Angie and Carmela, you know, right. like Carmela yeah. would be really incapable of doing something like that. I feel like she just won't, yeah. won't let that shit go. I don't you know. know. Yeah. I don't know what she should, I guess, be back in some kind of real estate, but certainly not working with the spec house. But no, but I mean, but Angie's a lot different in a lot of ways because she was she was saying earlier, you know, she was saying, yo, like, I'm going to get a divorce, you right, know, right. which which upset Carmela to no end. Yeah. Um, so she's always been like the ballsier 
Jersey housewife in, in that way. And the more sort of just like uh, better at defending herself, I yeah. feel like. And she'll eventually uh, start putting some money on the street, too, in, uh, mm-hmm. towards the end of season six, which is good in a way, but ultimately kind of sad, I guess, you know, yeah. dark ending for her. But um, yeah, but uh, that's totally true. The actress, uh, uh, Tony Kalem, has been working on the show um, on the production side the entire time. And, oh, and I she, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. She's, I guess, a supervising producer or something like that. Her what? name pops up at the end of every episode. What does a supervising producer do? She, uh, supervises the producers. <laughs> 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 it, has, it's, it, it's, it depends, I guess. It depends. But yeah. she probably has a lot to do with coordinating and, and uh, production management and stuff. Wow. Well, or, I mean, if she's on the creative side, maybe she has... I th- actually think that she does have some story credits on the show She's like let too. me run the body shop <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what she does yeah she actually runs that in real life 24 7 and they occasionally come in and shoot there yeah they're like listen yeah. I, i'll get my hair straightened <laughs> let's, let's show the passage of time yeah um, um but yeah so so it's what's also sad about it is that tony's sort of fucking with her the whole time yeah because so, he knows that this is a can of worms because phil is a fucking pain in the ass yeah and he's pissed and apparently treats nickels like manhole covers <laughs> <laughs> as Johnny Sack says. <laughs> um, it's, it's nice that Johnny is so candid with Tony, but like, but Tony is being really mean to Angie by like putting this on her and then not being helpful at all. And just kind of laughing. Yeah. When she's like freaking out because they're going to have to pay two grand for this leather seat. You see, yeah. And like, who knows what the split on that is. You know, like, does she take it out of Tony's end that week? Probably not. Yeah, I was I, I am still kind of confused about, like, the mechanics of this whole deal. I mean, so Tony's paying right. for the car repairments because although Phil owed him money, that was maybe a little too far to crash his car. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, sure. Um, so Tony's paying for it, but then making. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Like, he has a cut there from the shop and like they're just kind of deducting that for the week. But right. then anything after that, he's just kind of like, fuck you. It seems like it. Yeah. I mean, it, and it seems like it's becoming this middle ground where it's no longer stuff that Tony caused, but now it's like the workmanship isn't right. And like mm. the, the paint, the, 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 the factory paint isn't as brilliant, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I love like, like Joey peeps is so good at being this fucking like bozo. Like, yeah, yeah you're right. It's office axis, <laughs> you know, like, and I love the movements he does when he's like sitting in it. And he's like, inv- he's like sitting in the seat of the car and like trying to envision sitting <laughs> in the seat of a car. Like, huh. And he moves around it a little bit. And he's like, ah, it's off kilter, you know, like, <laughs> like all this shit that they say, like they're fucking like, like they're engineers or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And it's like, you're right. I'm not sitting at 12 o'clock, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, it's such bullshit. And I feel yep. so bad for, for Angie. Yeah. But in a way, this is sort of like a, it's a bit of a trial by fire because this type of thing was bound to happen if she's in business with Tony. Yes. Definitely. You know what I mean? Because shit always runs downhill with Very Tony. Very true. Yeah. Uh yeah, I like uh I never noticed before that uh the Joey Peeps and Tony B meet for the first time in this episode as well. I thought that they just kind of would have known each other, but they actually meet and it's funny that well, they Joey Peeps is much younger and yeah, Tony yeah, B's been away. Yeah, but I just for some reason thought that at some point they would have already met this season, but I guess it really wouldn't have made sense cuz yeah, he was in jail the whole time and Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah. Um 
but they do uh he is like the dutiful mobster but they do kind of have that moment where they bolt when, when tony b shows up to check on it and uh you know they give each other this look that like phil's kind of being this, this, this you know this crazy boss like joe joey just kind of shrugs and he's like hey like that's that's phil you know like <laughs> and, and uh so there's, <laughs> that's exactly yeah, the look it's yeah. like a <laughs> <laughs> so there's like some camaraderie there which is kind of funny because by the end because uh, they're both Tony doing the bidding him. of these higher up guys right who are like making a big show of everything that's essentially what it is right and i love uh, yeah that look from peeps and like the way that, that phil reacts you look like fucking stevie wonder over there <laughs> your eyes moving around like it's fucking amazing <laughs> Uh yeah, Phil's a dick. Phil's, <laughs> Phil's a, a dick, but it's dick. also like it's also like if you're in public like with your girlfriend and like like they do something subtle and you're like, "What? What was that?" Yeah. You know, like in front of everybody. <laughs> What'd you say to me? <laughs> um and Johnny as well, he's uh speaking of cars, spending like he's boss already, which will, and then like he's on the throne. Yeah, which by the end will by the end of the episode will uh will be a mistake because it's it's clear at this point now that there's going to have to be some more uh some more uh, fighting for the position, if you will. That's totally true. Um, uh, yeah, it's not over. Last episode uh, Tony was addressing John as if he was the boss. Right. Uh, perhaps that was sort of under the table. But um, I love the little look that Tony gives when he gets in the car and he's like, how's Ginny like it? And, oh my and, God. and Johnny's like, well, she has trouble with her knee. Her and then, and the little the little look that Tony has. It's like, so good. It's perfect. <laughs> it's so, and, so good. And it's such bullshit because he fucking like came down on everybody about that joke so much. But like. Now we yep. finally find out he actually thinks it's funny. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they, they missed no opportunity to shit on Ginny Sack. I know. It's so sad. <laughs> um, which, again, we should point out, she did wear a fat suit for the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's fine for us so to, she to was, take part. Yeah, she was in on the joke as well. May she rest in peace. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Uh, yeah, Johnny basically thinks he's boss. There will be a wrench in his plan uh, by the end of the episode. And uh, Joey Peep's getting killed, which was uh, kind of a major mistake for Tony B to get involved here. A um, huge mistake. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, this is the other sort of side of this party. Right. Is that he, he doesn't feel like he has been, I mean, and he says it at the Four Seasons mm -hmm. with Frankie. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Frankie Valley at the Four Seasons. Um, he says it like you know he says you know i could use a boost you know right. time served and everything he doesn't feel like he's gotten the respect that he deserves right but he wasn't even made when he went away so no i guess no because they see you know tony mentions that he's like i think it's like time for you to get straightened out you know oh okay. and that's i think that's what he means oh i assumed he must have been because well i guess not i don't know no well, he's just he's just family with tony and that's why he gets he gets this kind of better treatment than like someone who wasn't made i would assume right yeah which would be even worse for i guess getting involved in the little jersey new york battle oh, that's too good, right that's a good point because yeah. if he's if he's not a made guy well joey's probably not a made guy yet either i guess we don't know we don't uh, know i mean he's, i, I he's, feel like it could go either way with peeps yeah well he just he reminds me of christopher season one and two and uh you know yeah kind of I mean, talking out of school yeah. and like being a little bit uh eyes like stevie wonder <laughs> <laughs> yeah um we uh we learn a little bit more about uh tony b and uh angelo Gareppi's relationship here too that they were just very close in prison which is set up for uh next week or the week after when he will get murdered right so um, we're, we're seeing a huge escalation mm -hmm. of this thing um, and it's not just about money this time. 
Like, right. so I feel like the Lorraine thing was on one side where it was like, she wasn't kicking up to the right person. Right. And it, in a way that's more reasonable because like peeps yeah. didn't know anyone money. Right. Yeah. That this was just like, this was just like, we're going to get one of your guys. Yeah. And that's that. Yeah. Right. I think, I mean, yeah, the whole thing, the, you know, it's, it's just very clear that that crew doesn't know what they're doing really. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. certainly it shouldn't be the one. I mean, it, it should just go to Johnny sack, you know? And yes, um, totally. I, I mean, yeah. and, and there's a bit of a Dick Cheney situation happening there mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, with with, uh, with Rusty Milio kind of setting up a puppet regime. I think right. Tony talks about this at some point. Um, he talks about Rusty wanting to like kind of actually be the boss, but putting Carmine in the hot seat. Right. He's kind of a dope. And right. We'll listen to what he says. Yeah. Well, because they get rid of him next season. And I guess that's probably why. Right. Yeah. I actually kind of forget the details of why Rusty finally gets killed. But I'm sure it starts here, basically. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, he's really he's he's pushing for the, the little Carmine situation yeah. and going against, you know, the once in future king or right. whatever. Um, but Tony B initially doesn't want to get involved, which was the smart move. He should have just walked away at that point. His foot would be fine <laughs> and his Joey Peace would, would be, be alive. Fine. Yeah. Um, and then it's his sons stealing the Olympic pins from AJ, <laughs> which is a, a funny little detail there. Well, he's finally feeling what Tony has been self-conscious about this whole time, right. which is that, you know, he, he kind of has nothing and right. he's actually sacrificed way more than anyone he has yeah he's lost yeah. so much and it's like really rubbed in with like meadow being around and he, right. they can't find his daughter right and all this stuff and then there's but but like mo- like many things in the show it comes down to things you know yeah i mean he, he's he, we've seen him multiple times this season just looking around at tony's house in the backyard and you know sitting there with his feet in the pool and just he's clearly jealous I mean, just like his kids, he's clearly jealous of anyone, all the things any, Tony anyone, has. Anyone yeah. would be, you yeah, know? Yeah, totally. And, like, totally. Tony dodged a bullet by, like, fainting when his he had a fight with his mom, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, Tony, his instinct was right at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he, he started to, I guess he hasn't had a full-on panic attack this season yet, but there's one no. episode where... Uh, there he's in the kitchen and just the word cousin comes up in conversation and, and he has to like sit down on the stool you know i think it's like episode two or three of the season i forget now yeah 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 um so kind of like the beginning of season two where he's staring at at big puss uh mm-hmm, outside mm-hmm. of the grill and just kind of has that that moment where he just zooms in on his face and he knows something's wrong and uh exactly same thing here but he kind of ignored it and because of sentimentality i guess and nostalgia felt like he had to he owed something to, to tony b well he's also trying to kind of make himself feel better about yeah. like not being such a big bad mafioso in this way like mm-hmm. you know he like we really get the, the gory details of it coming up pretty soon yeah. um but uh and it, i think it's really pushed to its limit when uh tony b is on the run Mm-hmm. Um, because this shit spins out of control like really, really quickly. Like Tony B went from being like a smooth operator, like like straight and narrow guy, and he's just like slipping so fast yeah. to like this point where he's not even functional in the mafia. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's really sad too. It is. <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. Um. The uh. The pin. The Olympic pins are so funny to me because like I I went to the Olympics a couple years ago and like that really becomes such a strange like commodity when you're over oh, there. Really? I and didn't it's know something that. Everyone really gets into. And of course, AJ. Like you get over there and like everyone gets a pin initially. I think just like based on what country you're from. Oh, and all the then- athletes. No, like just the people, everyone there. There's pins like you by the by the end of the Olympics, you, you walk around like people are wearing T-shirts covered in pins or like their backpacks are just covered in pins. But what are they like commemorating? They just like say the name of the country and um, we'll have like a little flag design or something on it. Mm-hmm. And then it'll just say like the year and the Olympics that you're at. 
and um oh. and people just trade them like you're like oh you have a finland one give me that i'll give you this and like you know you tr- like people it's crazy and they want to have the, the the pins from like all they got to catch them all they catch them all yeah, yeah. And so of course aj has a book full of them you know and that like, he doesn't give a shit he doesn't about. give a shit about yeah but it's it's so funny just watching it watching people devolve when you're there because like when i first got there i was like pins that's so stupid but by the end of it i was like fuck man i need all these pins like, <laughs> like it's just it's just funny i don't know dude that's it's what a what a strange thing like did like where when did he get that was it a christmas gift or like did did they take aj to the olympics that's- i think they said they did right i think that he says well i guess the kids just say from when yeah. aj went i'm assuming he got to go to the oh, olympics yeah from the, i love how uh jason or justin or whoever <laughs> is like is like looks like pins from the 1996 <laughs> games in atlanta <laughs> just to me i guess i don't know yeah exactly <laughs> but like but tony's also becoming like tougher and, and it's sad because he's becoming a better parent because he's like he's like justin stay out of this and like yeah. it's like it's he's being like very and he kind of flips out a little bit too hard yeah because he's he's having a lot of his own resentment right but um it's it's too bad because like he's like learning how to function again in a lot of ways and right and those those kids need a dad yeah and they're not gonna have one now and I mean he, yeah he, he handles it better than Tony Soprano would I think you know like where right. he'd probably just flip off fly off the handle and flip out and and uh, and yeah he actually has kind of a measured response and just takes away their Game Boys or whatever that is yeah <laughs> which is which is which is in that situation like a super heavy response you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's prodded onward by him like being you know t- Tony B feels that way about like his pool yeah but he also feels sad that he can't provide for his children i'm sure yeah and uh and yeah the daughter uh his daughter kelly Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. which i have to say like is one of the weirder parts about the story it's very weird to me that like this other girl lived with the with the soprano family for like a summer that's right we find out about that in this episode yeah that that for some reason is one of the few things that doesn't ring totally true or just like sticks out i find that i easily forget about that and then they mention it i'm like oh yeah okay yeah and meadow being like we had our 12th birthday right over there and it's just it just feels weird to me i don't know yeah it's it's one i like because you could kind of forget about that whole storyline and and it still would mostly be the same thing. Yeah. Although I guess it just it, it still like contrasts Tony A and Tony B a little more where like one has the daughter who's really successful and mm-hmm. one's totally missing and it just yeah. But still, I don't know, something about that. Well, it adds it just adds another level of like stress to Tony B's situation and yeah. to his like his whole like man I fucked up type yeah. complex, like however he feels about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess it's one other thing his cousin has that he doesn't have. And so exactly. there's that, yeah. Um, a big one. <laughs> yeah, very big one. The uh, the Joey Peeps murder is a really well shot scene, I have to say. Love right. love that whole, just how quickly it happens. And uh, the POV shot with Tony B walking over and, and just catching him right in the reflection of the window is just excellent, I think. It's kind of an awkward cut, though, don't you think? Because like it goes from like the POV shot and them like laughing it up a little bit. Yeah. To, to, like, to like the cut of him with his the gun already like yeah pointed at them like in the window yeah it is but like at the same time like you know sometimes scenes aren't always about just like getting you from a to b information wise it's like sort of sort of supposed to feel like you're there and i would imagine if suddenly you're getting shot at it just feels like well what the fuck where did that come from you know yeah yeah but it's one of those things where i feel like he must have been kind of a quick draw mcgraw if like if it went from yeah but that's a good point like Maybe it's more of that, like, you don't see it coming type stuff. You yeah. know, maybe we're getting a little bit of that already. You Maybe, know, like, yeah. Well, and but, violence is just 
sudden and and scary and out of nowhere usually you know yeah, totally. so maybe there's just that too <laughs> and then the car runs over his foot right <laughs> yeah which like i guess i watch and i'm like oh that wouldn't hurt that much but then Yo, you think about it and it's like two tons of steel <laughs> rolling over dude, your toes that terrifies <laughs> me so much yeah like Ooh, the, the idea of that like it really worries me yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> and uh and that will be the little, the detail that kind of gets him caught next week or the, they see some guy limping away um i feel like tony knows like right when he hears about it yeah maybe he doesn't i don't know i think he definitely does i think he definitely does he can just feel something's wrong you know there's like there's like a there's a rift somewhere when he's dealing with with tony yeah yeah in certain situations definitely when shit goes crazy with uh the leotardo brothers right um that is like tony's acting like fucking really strange you can tell something's wrong yeah um this one is like more out of nowhere and but it's just interesting how all of this family stuff can really drive drive stuff that's like that felt so on the fringe you know Mm -hmm. like because the conversation that they had at the four seasons felt a little bit more um like business as usual like oh this is something that came up but like it's not a thing now and then all of a sudden it's just like boom and you're like uh oh yeah <laughs> this is a, a whole can of fill <laughs> <laughs> totally totally yeah. um, and then they put the word peeps on his gravestone <laughs> just which is so one of the best up. jokes ever <laughs> family name is pepperelli <laughs> absolutely love that i love that um so yeah i mean things are uh things are heating up on the mob front for right, sure we'll right, get more right, of right. that um yeah starting next week really or uh over the next couple episodes yeah right um and yeah you're right i mean tony's instincts um like they're close but like he he knows i think he knows that that it was tony b and but he's like in the right neighborhood but maybe not at the right house with all this stuff quite yet you know and they kind of play with that even in the test dream episode where he wakes up and chris comes by and is like oh tony b killed billy leotardo and he's like no 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 he killed phil you know like he knew something was wrong and that something was going to happen but not sure what exactly yeah 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 and, totally yeah oh so, i can't wait for the test dream i love that episode, it's gonna be yeah. like a 10 minute podcast <laughs> <laughs> um so i think that about wraps everything up we got uh no yeah. melfi this week i don't think or maybe she was who knows no we didn't watch <laughs> not really i don't know no, who cares <laughs> who gives a shit it's all about that pool uh, devin pillsbury yeah next week oh and next week we're gonna get a lot of finn coming up right i believe next week is the the like hour-long fight between uh meadow and finn oh, which Jesus. is gonna be where she makes where she makes chili on a hot august night uh, or something yes uh all right so uh that wraps up the, the episode we got some questions this week um this one comes from hold on this one comes from it's lil beasy um okay okay some, some good modern b stories he's asking like for example chrissy deep into a russian rant at the bing or Polly walks in wearing a maga hat in a white tr- in a white track suit it's <laughs> a maga hat the uh, make america great again oh <laughs> so just or uh, or junior and bobby getting trapped in a tesla so he's those are a couple of his good examples <laughs> sort of modern b stories That's pretty funny yeah what do you think? What are some 2017 stories that they might they might tackle if they were to come back on air? Uh, someone forgot their iPhone code, mm-hmm. or maybe they have to get into someone's iPhone so they have to exhume a body to get his fingerprint. I was just thinking that <laughs> that, would be, that would be pretty fun, right? It's, or, or yeah, take him to the bank of Centrioles and cut his finger off or something <laughs> so that they can keep opening his phone. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ooh, someone do that. Well, that's pretty good. We'll, we'll do it, actually. No one steal that. <laughs> what about them trying to divert Apple Pay on, like, a grand scale? Yeah. Like, that's that Samsung Pay is rock solid, but Apple Pay, you can, you know, you can get something going there. <laughs> I was going to say that or, like, a Bitcoin type thing. Like, Bitcoin apparently <laughs> cost a lot of, or is worth a lot, of mo- lot more money this week. It went up by, like, tenfold. So oh, I'm sure they'd oh, be trying to get in on that. Jesus. Um... I don't know. Definitely some uh, some Twitter bot scandals or something. Twitter bot some scandals. Twitter bot things. Yeah. Some, some Snapchat filters, maybe. Maybe. What about AJ like like getting into some fringe like online shit and then getting hit up by the FBI because mm. he gets put on like a terror watch list because he was accidentally talking to an ISIS dude or something because <laughs> he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> that feels very plausible. Actually. Yeah, that would be good, right? <laughs> I like that. He goes from like wanting to be in the military to sort of being like, uh oh, these guys have a point here. <laughs> <laughs> um, send us more, though. I, if there's more examples you guys can think of. I, I like that topic a lot. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, um, this one is from at Mave M UFC. Uh, what's Damn. with the hate towards Joe Ganascoli, the guy who played Vito? Some of the cast like him and some don't. Uh, th- some of the cast don't like him partially because he they say that he's a little opportunistic in terms of like the photo ops, shall we say? Right, yeah. Like he showed up out of nowhere when, uh, like a when James, James, oh. G- James Gandolfini died mm. and was like taking all these interviews about like what great friends they were and stuff. And like everyone who knew him personally was like, we haven't seen him in like, you know, like since the show ended or something like really that. Am. Um, so that's what I that's what I know of with the cast. Yeah, I think that he had a little bit of the bright lights in his eyes more than the other. He didn't play it as cool as the other guys. Yeah. Okay. That's, but then, yeah. but I think that I mean, you probably know more about this. Like a lot of people kind of panned his performance in like yeah. the the latter parts of season six. Yeah. Because I mean, it, it, and to be fair, that's a tall order. That role it is going yeah. from where he is from getting shot in the foot in the bakery all the way oh up God, to, yeah. to, to taking it <laughs> right. up the butt on a motorcycle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's a whole lot to bite off. Um, yeah. and I think that, uh, I think that people, I've read a lot of reviews where people are just like, he, he can't carry this role Yeah, and it I, makes I, it less believable. And I feel like they were disappointed because it's like late in the series and, yeah, and yeah. it's so distilled at that point. I, um, yeah, I remember thinking he wasn't like, he wasn't really up for the role, but I don't know. I've, I've somehow recently stumbled across that scene, um, where he gets caught at the gay club and it's just yeah. like kind of a little cartoonish, I guess, you know, like he never, I don't think he ever really felt comfortable playing a gay guy. Like, I don't think sure. he believed it. And so it's like hard for us to believe it sort of. Yeah. Um, but then again, I don't know. I mean, it's also easy just to pile on. And like when it was happening, I think, you know, people once once that like idea kind of got out there that he wasn't that good, like everyone sort of disagreed. And so I'm curious to rewatch it now and, and see yeah. how he does. You know? Yeah, me too. I mean, I it's know. hard. It's I mean, it's definitely difficult being around all of these actors who have played the same character for all of these years. Yeah. And now suddenly it's like there's this thing because like this was kind of a midair decision. I mean, they didn't write veto in initially like as a gay guy yeah from what i i guess he pitched the idea to to the writers and it was something that they thought about for a while and no shit wow yeah i think that he pitched it like early season four and at first they were they weren't into it and then thought about it and let it kind of you know germinate and decided to go with it well it, i mean I, I think it's a really interesting thing the way that that like it whole is, thing yeah. unfolded because it's just like it serves a purpose for sure in that part of the season in ways it feels tacked on, but 
Um, I think that we'll talk about that more when we get there for sure, yeah, because I'm, I'm definitely curious to see how it feels at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this one is from, if you hold on one second, this is from, uh, at Johnny Moreshi, uh, as the two biggest Incubus band fans in the pod biz, Jesus Christ, <laughs> which songs of theirs would you bookend an episode with or play over a montage? I think it would be pardon me while I burn is definitely the <laughs> montage tune. Yeah, totally. That's like end season or uh like episode like 10 montage or something yeah, yeah. It, but but also i mean it, you gotta you gotta have morning view mm-hmm. wait what's the song uh wish you were here wish you were here yeah. <laughs> that one's gotta be somewhere that's like a tony driving like like thinking back and crying about something and like calling arena or something like that <laughs> <laughs> Um, how about when? How about when he's beating up Zelman? <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> actually, been great, right? <laughs> <laughs> or uh, or like Drive, that their big song that was just fucking everywhere for so long. Dude, Drive would be really good. I feel like AJ could have been listening to that like at any moment. Yeah, he was yeah. much. Dar- he was into the darker, sh- the harder shit. He was. And actually, know? we got another question. Uh, aside from Mudvayne, uh, what bands? What other bands do we listen to? Because <laughs> we're clearly huge Mudvayne fans, like who, AJ. Who, who said that? <laughs> Enough, someone else sent that in. Actually, we got two music questions this week. <laughs> Man, like. Uh, you know, all, all those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, dude, actually, I found this this montage online or like a super cut on YouTube of like the 10 heaviest SNL performances. Oh, wow. And like and like it was weird what this person like chose as or as 30 heavy. or something it, it, or it, i think it was 30 but it, yeah they it was just strange what what he chose as being the 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 heaviest ones well, because some of them were amazing mm. it was like fear which is like old punk rock yeah. band oh wow but there was like a radiohead one and then like at the end is like corn i never knew corn performed freak on a leash on snl i mean i guess it makes sense i guess that's (laughs) i guess that is heavy but like i don't know (laughs) i want to hear that i can't imagine that song sounding all that great live Um, uh, they they sound exactly like they sound oh really okay well i guess it depends on if you like it in the first right, place right so right i suppose that might be a bit of an issue for some, some people right limp biscuit must have been on snl a couple times oh i, I, would I don't know you know but like every audio slave performance was on this list like this dude <laughs> nice. really an audio slave r.i.p chris cornell r.i.p r.i.p that's man. actually that's genuinely sad yeah <laughs> um last question this is from uh, at Philly Matt Moyer Evan do you ever consider just doing the podcast yourself since Brendan is annoying and obviously doesn't understand the show <laughs> <laughs> who well, said that do we, has, has this person ever written in before uh, maybe is I don't this know. a personal friend of yours nope. <laughs> wow <laughs> uh, well do you <laughs> is that is that a hint of sarcasm right here because who knows? from what I recall of this season uh, Brendan has been you know hitting those those touchdowns a little bit <laughs> more guess. often than me actually to be <laughs> I honest so, that. i don't know I, I you know i consider it sometimes mm-hmm, the, the, mm-hmm. the the nfc management leans on me from time to they, time yeah, constantly you know like yeah. brendan won't shave and like it's just <laughs> fucking up the image of the brand yep. you know they keep saying you could just fly on your own, you just fly you know? on your own. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. but you know i i uh you know, maybe we'll do maybe we'll do something in the future, but it'll be it'll be more like a like a Beatles type thing, right, you know, yeah. like you know, like I'll like I'll be I'll be the McCartney, you know, and he'll be the Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I look at it already. Absolutely. 
Uh, all right, that wraps it up for us this <laughs> Seriously, week. Seriously, the last question. <laughs> uh, well, we also got from this is from at Jack Johnson seven ten. Can I borrow fifty dollars? Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. Fifty dollars. What do you need forty dollars for? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, that wraps it up for us. We'll be back next week to talk unidentified black males, which is a um, uh, a good episode, <laughs> as they all are. <laughs> it's it's a, a good episode. It's a top episode. Yeah, it's, well, it's a certainly a top episode. Well, we're gonna start to. I mean, we're we're we've been sort of bathing in the 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 domestic drama mm-hmm. all season and now we're going to get like a good old-fashioned mob shit storm well we do but we do also have uh, finn discovering Vito and uh the chili on a hot summer night which in my memory takes up like 50 minutes of the episode <laughs> but i guess yeah we'll, we'll see but just the conversation where they're eating chili just and sweating that. their asses off yes yeah oh god i already feel uncomfortable it's like physically. terrible to watch like meadow yeah. clearly doesn't understand yeah like being Italian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, why are you making chili? Oh, boy. Uh, so, as always, subscribe on iTunes. Follow yep. us on Twitter. Uh, tell a friend. Scream it from the rooftops. Scream it in someone's face. <laughs> scream uh, it in their face. <laughs> announce it on the subway. Get up on a restaurant table and scream it to everyone there, but pay the bill first. Put it in your email signature. Take out a Craigslist ad. Take out a Craigslist ad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, buy some ad time on the subway. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the taxis in New York, they now have those uh, those commercials that play. Yep. Uh, which are really annoying. Yep, and, uh, I, I do like the movie minute though. I, I'll I can I'll watch the movie minute because this dude rips shit apart I'll with like a smile it. on his face. It's like the, the New York movie minute guy. He's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'll say it. He has the same look on his face the whole time, and he'll be like, "All in all, none of the performances in the Wolverine movie were as tough as they sounded." <laughs> oh my god! I say, don't see it. Oh, like with this guy. huge grin on his face, and, <laughs> and if it's a great review, he'll be like, "This is one of the most inventive movies I've ever seen," and it's like the same expression. <laughs> and the same tone and everything. Yeah. Uh, so other than the movie minute, uh, you know, take out take out some ad time, you know? Yeah. There, yeah. There's a guy to talk to about that, yeah, I'm talk sure. Talk to the ad guy. Talk to the ad man. And, talk uh, to the ad man. <laughs> talk to the investment man about talking to the ad man. And, some and high put some high Enron type connections. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we'll, we'll be back next week for episode 61. This is No Fucking ZD. Yeah.